Hello everybody and welcome to a early bonus episode of the Headspace podcast. My name is HSR and today I'll be talking about the Insane Clown Posse's EP Flip the Rat. And if you see me leaning over, it's because I'm at a constant battle with a broken fucking door that doesn't want to stay closed. So, well, that's just kind of what we're up against. So maybe this sounds a little bit fucked on this one. If that's the case, I'm so sorry. Either way, let's get into it. I'll be talking about Insane Clown Posse's Flip the Rat EP project track by track. That's what this whole show is about. Taking on new albums as they come out basically and in this very case it's a rare occasion the very same day it drops listening to it going through it and finding the things that stand out that i think are the most significant tomorrow we'll be talking about the main event the big album that came out along with chris as i prefer to do it in more of a podcast format but when it's just me we do the same thing and it's just me that's just kind of what it is so i'm off this week i have the extra time i've spent quite a few hours this morning just listening to this project over and over again so when you watch this in the future keep in mind that i'm staring at a genius page where all the lyrics say unreleased nobody's put the words up yet and i'm just doing what i can with what i have and trying to flip one out real quick for once Anyway, that's enough for some of that. If you do want to ever skip ahead to anything in particular, the whole itinerary of the episode is in the description of this video. Um, before we jump into it, I want to give a special thanks to the patrons Chris Prado, Super Old School 1994, Ismail Gadamsi, Lindell Williams, and Carl J. They're all fantastic people. We'll talk a bit about that at the end. And uh, yeah, so this next part of the show is where I'm going to contextualize a little bit my familiarity with the insane clown posse because i think it's super important um you as a person watching this review have a relationship with icp you've listened to them for x number of years your anticipation for this project is crazy some of you cop that shit immediately on physicals some like me may have gone the more youtube route and just listen to it now and one day when i'm popping financially we'll buy all the albums i've reviewed um but like my point is more as you go through the experience, uh, the relationship with this artist, you have your own with it. So if you've been down with the clown since 93, you're going to feel a little bit different than me, maybe. Um, on top of that, if you're more like me, who came in somewhere around Bang Pow Boom and then got kind of obsessed with everything and has slowly been digging back and looking throughout it, uh, your perspective just won't be the same. Um, I can say that I had the pleasure of getting sprayed by Fago on the Great Malenko tour when they came to Montreal and played at Fafoons and it was fucking amazing. This was in the past October, so we did review the Great Malenko album uh, for our classic album review show, which is the same thing, but for classic albums instead of new ones. See? Great division points. Um, never-ending flow of topics reviewing music's a pretty cool thing to do that's all i'm trying to say you don't have to be an expert you just have to not be arrogant if you're not an expert is my understanding of this shit so feel free to join me on this quest yourself but i like icp um i'm not a huge fan of some of the rumors that i hear every now and then about the men that well more violent jay's creepiness that comes up and i must say that is stuff i've heard i've talked to some females in the juggalo community and their perceptions have sometimes not the best things to say but none of this negative shit really matters right in the grand scheme of things because a 
there's just rumors as far as Violent J is concerned, and I can't really hold these guys fully responsible in any way, shape, or form for the actions of their fan base. Sometimes your fan base is going to behave how they behave, and I don't believe that a celebrity should be held responsible. So I can get past all the negative associations with Juggalos. I think the FBI labeling them a gang is absolutely ridiculous. I would call myself a Juggalo. I guess that's admitting to be a gang member in the USA. I really am so into the culture and what I've come to like learn of it, the community. Some of the friendliest fucking people I've met so far on YouTube as far as creators have been have actually been juggalos or people just affiliated with it um whether it's just uh i think it's raptor radio or something like that reptar i'm so sorry if i got that wrong and their dope ass coverage um or whether it was just gmo ski who's not quite psychopathic and sure i get divisions i don't care i'm not into that beef i'm just into the music um but having Jimoski actually watch a review like you know i got love from this whole world and is what i'm saying and it's something i don't think you see a lot of out there so i'm very attracted to that like facet of the juggalo community and it made me very excited this has been the first time since i've reviewed albums that a new icp project was dropping like i was ready to go in october and then whatever i saw them i was happy that, that like satisfied me and then i forgot it was coming i'll be completely real with you and then i saw that there was the ep and there was the album coming on the same day so what i did is i decided i'm gonna do that ep i thought it was gonna be nine songs i was wrong it's more than nine songs i said i would do that ep the day of ran through it and even consider how long of a project this would be that's fine we'll get to that um and then we're gonna do the main project tomorrow and this is really just cool for me um i do wish as a disclaimer that the lyrics to this project was available because i'm going to go through it song by song and one of the things i really like to do is to quote and kind of discuss some of the more interesting facets of the lyricism but to transcribe lyrics is very time consuming and I've been working on a bunch of other reviews all week and I just didn't have it in me to, to go that hard with transcribing. So I'm so sorry about that. I'll try to make it up to you by just talking about whatever I can off of each song. But it is a thought that it is a little weird that I've had access to the Flip the Rat project since, let's say, midnight. It's been available and it's, I don't know, 3.21 p.m., my time, Eastern Standard, and not one of the lyrics is up. And honestly, if I go look at the Fearless Fred project, I'm not seeing all the lyrics up, too. And this is just something to communities of these artists. It's something I saw with Kay Reno, and it's something I'm going to start saying. We all have to do our part, I think, to kind of help these guys get some more shine these days. And if they're not going to put the lyrics up, if everybody grabbed one song and transcribed it, everybody else benefits, and then the youth and shit who need those lyrics to follow along and, and whatnot, just stuff I've observed. Genius is a valuable commodity for a lot of people. And maybe it's just me not wanting to have to transcribe lyrics, but it would have been amazing if like some other artists have communities where the album drops by midnight and by 1 a.m., like the shit's up with annotations and like it's crazy because genius is a fascinating platform so in case y'all didn't know about genius 
I'm just letting you know. This is a good way to help the artists that you like get their lyrics on that site. If they're not going to do it for XYZ reasons, help these old guys adapt by getting this shit up there for them. It will only benefit the artist. It will. It, it's all it's going to do, especially when people go to review it. If it's between an album that, let's say, doesn't have the lyrics like this one. And this isn't me. I wanted to do ICP. This was a, I wanted to do this project, so I slugged on through it. But it doubled the length easily that it would have taken me to actually review the album, which which is why another person who maybe is on the fence about it might decide not to. So just, just food for thought for everybody, because I like to give a little nugget. We'll talk a bit more about ICP tomorrow with Chris, because it'll be fun. I don't think anyone's heard from Chris on The Clowns before, but I've always, like, I'm a, I'm a bitty, since about 2011, I guess, as I already told you, I've been a fan, so now I'm being redundant. Anyway, I like to talk on these things. I think that's part of why y'all come here, as much as it's about the review. Well, I told y'all you could see when the fucking review started, for those of you that were just waiting for it to start. Anyway, I'm, I'm feeling a little like, I've been alone in a room all week listening to music. I've been off. The album is called Flip the Rat. I'm calling it an album. I'm sorry, but at like 50 fucking minutes, it's not an EP. At 12 songs, it's not an EP. You can put the words EP there, but like, it's not what it is. EP had like a length restriction attached to it. Like it's a specific thing. It had to do with like the formats of available discs and shit. Like I'm not making this up. I mean, each country may have had different rules for the specific cutoff of an EP, but you can't drop a 50 minute project and call it an EP. It's a fucking album. You could, you could call it a mixtape, but it's not. It's just another album. We got two full albums from them today. Blowing away. I'm so impressed by that. I just had an issue with the EP part, just on, just because I'm a, I'm a stickler for that kind of shit. Um, but it's called Flip the Rat, and Flip the Rat's apparently the companion to Mr. Uh, Fred, and he lives inside the pocket. And you can just see, like, there's just like a close-up of the rat in the pocket as this cover, and it's like a smaller companion piece. So on the one hand, you're getting Fred, and then it's almost like you're getting the adventures of the rat to kind of be a companion piece. And I thought that's really cool from like a lore perspective. I really like how much effort goes into these Joker cards, um, the hype about it. And I guess it's this is like the B-sides, like for real, let's just, let's just be a little practical here. This might just be the songs that they felt were good, but didn't maybe fit the main project. And it, it, the fact that they chose to put it out like this, yeah, the distribution method of you buy the physical copy except for if you bought it from that one site that was out that seemed to be owned by Psychopathic where you could get the digital. Um, and then you got a code and that lets you like plug it in to be unlock the, I mean, to unlock the ability to buy the project. I mean, like it's, it's kind of antiquated, but it is clever because I bet a lot of people bought physicals today that haven't bought physicals in a hell of a long time. All right. I'm really excited to get into this project. Um, I did, in fact, listen to the 17 Tracker uh, Fearless Fred project uh, last night. Uh, basically, I went to bed super late and I made sure to get it a good listen before I go to sleep. Um, one last note before we begin is I didn't have a chance to sleep on Flip the Rat. And that might impact some of my feelings and my grades. So please take that with a grain of salt. It's entirely possible that just sleeping on this project will make me feel like I like it more or something that happens. And so I always try to make it a rule to sleep on it. But then I couldn't do the same day shit. So sometimes I got to violate rules. I think Violent J would agree with me that that's the way to be, as we will see on this album. Anyway, let's talk about the intro, Flip the Rat. So like, you hear the rat, like just the rat squeaking around and shit. 
Um, there's some guy screaming, like he doesn't want to die. And you, the way the audio works out, I picture him on a conveyor belt, strapped down. You just hear rats and shit going in some room. And then you hear something like swinging, you know, just swinging. And I feel like it's an axe. And then he doesn't want to die. And then you hear his head get chopped off. And then um, it seems that Flip gets to have some dinner as he proceeds to eat this motherfucker. And that's the intro. And I'm like, as far as intros go, that's that shit that I like. It's imaginative. It sets, it takes you from like life and it brings you into the universe that is this album. And the more I study albums on this channel, I'm over 350. I think it's a fair statement to say study albums. Um, I, I kind of think that that is a key element to a good intro, that it can take you from whatever you were feeling prior to putting on the album and get you excited for what's about to happen because you don't know. And with ICP, you really don't know. They'll fuck with anything. And then it just kind of goes on. Anyway, um, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was strong. It's definitely not my favorite intro of all time, but it's imaginative and I have to give it all the credit. So I gave it a 4.25 on five, which for me is like it, four is like, it's a good song and pretty much everything that does its job right and comes out sounding good gets a four. And then if it's less than four, I, it starts to go into there's things wrong with the territory. I try not to review anything that will get less than a four. I cherry pick. That's what I do. Anyway, the next one is a face for fighting. I hope that's not what you think about me. I'm pretty sure this is all violent, Jay. So I might be wrong about this. And y'all can absolutely feel free to correct me. And if you're like, you were wrong on every song, I'll like pin that shit. Because I think the accurate information is more important. But I'm pretty sure that this one is just Violent J flipping between like a silly voice and a I'm so tired and drunk I just want to fucking fight and kill kind of voice. Um, except for this little part at the end where Shaggy shows up with ICP Punk, we fight back. And that's what I think he says because like I said, there's uh, no lyrics out there so I'm guessing. Anything I quote wrong, sorry in advance. But instantly I'm struck with like this boppy rhythm like this kind of offbeat kind of bop your head type shit and so the whole time i'm listening i'm like okay and i have to give them like give them a lot of credit on their production something that personally excites me when i listen to good like in terms of good production if it's going to be on the cleaner side is versatility like if you have if you're going to do the gritty shit and you get that loop going that's cool that makes total sense because like technological limitations almost require that but if you are able to do like anything with button clicks i feel like more people should exploit that shit and i think that icp is particularly good with that kind of everything just evolves and like changes as the beat goes on and things can just fade in and out and they create this super fucking alive experience and for me that's honestly like not stuff i see a lot it also is something i feel is what people are attracted to eminem's music like if you think just walk on water the little page ripples and shit like that to kind of add effect but i think icp is fantastic at this and they're able to just kind of create a bunch of shit anyway it also kind of sounds tired like at points, I don't know if it's like he's out of breath or literally he's exhausted or something, but he sounds a little tired at points. Um, there's, um, I don't know, the whole the whole point of this like song appears to be 
he he gets into fights like i don't walk around picking fights but it's true i love to engage if the shit ignites i'll be the first one to admit if the night's boring a little warning definitely excites us like and then just kind of rolls around and he he tangents into like this talking tone as somebody stabs him with a pencil and he's gonna stab them back with the drumsticks and then it escalates up to like a phone pole and it almost kind of seems to be framing a character like the type of person who wants to go out there and look for fights and just kind of like like just respond like like liam neeson describes with his black bastards comment i hate to use that as an example but just that that is almost personifying what i picture when i hear this face for fighting like you know what something makes you mad so you're looking for that and not only are you gonna see the situation you're gonna escalate it so something's bad you're gonna take it to the next level um i, d I do like uh, a line when he goes we good i don't start beef i only pick it up my teeth and then he proceeds to just sound like stupidly tired right after. But there's just something fun about like this, like the as hard as ICP comes off, there's like this silly tone to it where you you're left wondering, are they actually serious? But when you really think about it, you know it's all goofs. And I think that's what makes them kind of brilliant. They they walk that line really, really well. Um I don't have a lot to comment on the lyrics of this track. It's just kind of the, like the rapping is good. The rhythms are all over the place. The fact that they can trans that was Violet J can transition between voices and styles and he can just speed up in the middle of a sentence. And I know I did that bad, but kind of like that and then slow it down. And it's all dramatic and flary is, is so impressive to me. But from the content of this, it was just kind of. It wasn't my favorite one on the project. That's okay. The sound of it, though, had me wanting to just keep repeating it. Like, and I did. I listened to each of these songs three times in a row, plus like a full listen before that. So I've heard every song about four times by now, which considering it hasn't even been out a day is pretty good. And uh, I really like it. I like the sound of this. I want to hear more of it. But it is one of those songs where I don't actually care what the fuck they're saying very much. I just get the gist of it. So, you know... 4.25 on 5. Uh, I enjoy it. There are better ones on this project to me. Um, on that note, why don't we move on to a better one? And that is Fight Back. This is cool. So I feel like the fact that we've completely flipped genres of hip hop here and we're in a completely new universe. But in a sense, this song is almost a response to the last one. So the last one presents this passive-aggressive asshole who lashes back in response, per se. And this is almost the antithesis, like the, the, the opposite of that with fight back. This is more like they're coming in, they're going to fight back. Or it's what happens, or it's almost like an interpretation of the other song. So the other song frames it in one light, and fight back just frames it in a completely different light. And I have to give them credit. That's fucking cool. And I love the beginning part where we get that little clowny kind of introduction which has shit like your self-pity fuels fred's fury one blow for every time you failed in life and you didn't fight back so you're getting a sense where if i understand how the icp joker card albums work is there's a main premise and in this case it's that if you don't fight back if you don't stand out for yourself you just wallow in your self-pity that joker card will get you and every album has kind of focused on that one and this one's kind of clearly attacking the complacent mediocrity of people today the people who just whine and take that shit instead of doing something about it and all things considered 
these are guys who have spent like the whole lives doing something about it through their music so they aren't hypocrites being in a position to make some shit like that i'm gonna give them credit because i think that needs to be said how you live your life matters when you're gonna come off self-righteous with your message um I love DJ Paul on the hook with that fight back, fight back, fight music. Like it's like, I don't really drink anymore as a recent thing in my life. But let's say I was drunk and it was 2 a.m. I would be dancing like a fucking white boy pretending to be hard to this shit, which I think is what they were going for. I mean, other people might actually wild out. I don't wild out, but I enjoyed it. Um, I love like just, just the lyrics. Like you're so dumb. Use your dickhead for a brain. You're so lame. You don't even know why you came. You're so nervous. Your hiccups give you panic attacks. You're so weird. You want to chop yourself up with an axe. Like, or you're so absurd. If you don't know if a fit, a kiss or a punch is coming, it's just kind of, pointing out how ridiculous a person is when they live their life in fear of like like especially the anti-confrontational types as i think maybe a little bit of the targets people who will especially the people who have kids and stuff and are just willing to do whatever for the sake of a paycheck because they have to or whatever other bullshit that they believe in there's just there's no they're just complacent and i i think this is a problem that's that's who they're identifying in this song anybody who is willing to take it instead of fighting back and fighting back doesn't have to be violence or aggression it can be many many different things but i know people who will just take it just just never fight back never even i also know people who look like they don't fight back plan for a year strike like a viper take you out and it's done those people is cool but the other ones i get the point um in the middle of this, of course, we have that kind of flip up shit with like you're a lot of wicky wick or a lot of wick wick wacky whack get hit slap back your lip split fat sack like that type of shit. And it's fun. I I can't help it. It's not like it's profound, but I think part of music is supposed to be kind of fun, like the experience of it. I'm reading a book by the Talking Heads dude about what music is now. It's kind of fucking up my perceptions. Because when I started reviewing, it was what I liked. And now I'm trying to understand what, what the goal of the artist is, what the experience is. And it's just all fucked up. Um, but I really like this, this fluid, alive, dynamic experience. Like, I can't say I love it, love it. But I can say this is delightful. The experimentation, the willingness to like step out just on a musical front and do some weird shit. The, you know what I like about Violent J? It's even if an idea might not connect, he'll do it. He'll just do everything. And inevitably, if you throw enough shit out the wall, you'll get brilliant shit. And I think that's his approach. And I like it because that guy probably has like a two-part catalog of unrecorded shit just sitting there. That's just trash. But it's just there. And when he does, I don't want to finish that thought, but his posthumous shit must be kind of ridiculous. It's just what I'm picturing. That's such a dark thought. I'm so sorry. That isn't the kind of tone I wanted to take with it. I'm just really impressed by his work ethic and I express stuff in a weird way sometimes. Um, but this song is brilliant in terms of its composition and its funness. Um, and it's still short. And it's worth pointing out that the first two songs are kind of short. And I'm, I'm going to mention that for a reason. Um, anyway, 4.5 on 5. I like this. This was a cool song. I wish it was on Spotify. It's not. Anyway, I hope y'all don't take revenge on me for my darker tone. So got a whole other like different style. You have Violent J on this one, who is like, like it just sounds like he has like a, a, a like a frog in his throat or something. And 
I mean, I, it might sound negative, but me, I'm just going, fuck, man. That's like his fifth or sixth voice. And it's the third song. That's cool. As, as a guy who likes, like, I make rap. I'm not trying to floss that here. That's not the point of his channel. But as a, as a vocalist, that blows my mind. He's so versatile. I've always been so impressed by his versatility. Um, but I think Shaggy just fucking steals the show. Like, the beat flips up to a, like a kind of clappy kind of beat. And then he's just like, to traumatize you, then surprise you more and more until you realize you fucking with uh, guys who will pulverize you, aspire to despise. I don't know what he says. No surprise to obliverize you. But he drills home that you rhyme. That's cool because it's hard to, to basically drill home a singular, like, rhyme like that. Like, basically, the rhyme is you as the punch. But the filler one is the eyes rhyme. And even though he seems to say surprise twice, which, which a little bit takes away from it, it still flows so nicely. And I feel like he's rapping in such a cool way that really just adds a lot to this song. And I realized I wanted more Shaggy on this project in this moment. I don't know if it's always that way. It seems to be like Jay does a lot more than Shaggy in general, but I've come to really like Shaggy almost as a rapper more and Jay more as like a performer. Like I love Jay's versatility, but Shaggy can rap his fucking ass off. Anyway, it's also got a bunch of, so this one's tone is like they're going to come back and just kind of get revenge and take you out and whatever. Um, I don't know if there's a lot deeper point to it, and I'm, I'm sorry if there is and I missed it. But I really liked lines like, I'll kill your mama and send her nipples to your house. And it's just it's just that ludicrous shit where it's like, because it's so ludicrous, it's kind of funny. It's kind of comical in a sense. But in another light, if other people were saying it, it might be really weird. I appreciate that they're willing to stick to their guns in 2019. Like, I saw Shaggy's like murder woman video that he dropped off his solo project and I'm like, that's some bullshit to drop these days because some people are going to get offended by that shit. The fact that they stick to their guns, I admire that. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying some people will be offended by that and I find it admirable that they're willing to do it anyway. Um, so I'm a lot more into this alive beat and I feel like it just flips up like Shaggy gets trapped and Jay gets some other shit. Um, I also noticed that Shaggy drops the juggalos. He's about that squad a little bit more. It's something I felt. Um, Shaggy's uh, little hype up for Fred is sick. He's going to pop up and get you if you're going to be a little wanky whiner. I like, I like that. I like the overall just cinematic feel that they can bring to it shaggy has like the ultimate hype man voice i don't think he's a hype man i just think he has the ultimate hype man voice anyway this one was okay uh i gave it a 4.25 jay's voice was a little bit of a miss for me but i did enjoy the experience like if the, i would put this project on a to z and not skip anything like please don't misunderstand it's just a little bit less than the ones I really like. As an example, I really did like I'm That Type. Um, so I guess this song is like, we're the type of scrubs that are dope and use the type of scrubs that TLC was rapping about. That's what I took as the basic point of this song. Uh, this feature is Ouija Mac 1. I don't know if there's a 2. I feel a little ignorant. I felt like, damn, I'm really out of the loop because I, I don't actually follow that much psychopathic news. Um, ever since their beef and drama started, I find that I, I just kind of stopped paying attention. I'm just like that. Um, but I really, I really like this song, especially Shaggy. He starts us off in the right type of way. I'm the type of scrub who's got mad hoes who hang out and share tips and suggestions. 
that's dope. That's like your fucking girl A, B, and C. And instead of being jealous and shit, they meet up and strategize like, oh, he likes this and he likes this. Let's team up and give him a better experience. So he is a baller ass pimp is a way to put it. Meanwhile, you're the type of scrub who only got two, your hands, and they still make you wear protection. Like you can't even jack off without a rubber. That was funny. I enjoyed that. Um, then it's like, he works, you don't, he got fly corrupt friends, you got lame ones, you're the type of scrub who can't sell out a show with a capacity of two, you and who, bitch, that's harsh, so I guess this is kind of pointing out how not fly everyone is, or how, I get, I feel like it's just a criticism of fake shit, in general, I don't know if it's really that much deeper that they fly for real, you's not, um, Violent J comes in, and I realize Shaggy's, like, rapping his ass off. And Violent J is, like, a very animated person. So it's almost like he can't help at this point to go, blah, 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 blah. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, but the way he has, like, this crazy, almost circusy voice to his... And I guess maybe that's the point, but I know he used to just also just rap his ass off. And that's also fun. So I, I like both versions of Island J, but it would have been dope if he was rapping his ass off here instead of being more of the animated version. That's just my thoughts. I still enjoyed it. But I'm the type of scrub who don't follow friends. I'm on my own path blazing through shit. I'm like, okay. So he's life is full of shit and he's paving his own lane, some legitimate shit he can say, which is fair. And you're the type of scrub a scoop follower, a poop swallower, it's the flavor of the week. I'm like, so because he's paving a lane and you're a trend hopper, you're behind him and he's cleaning out all the shit and you're just eating up that shit that he's cleaning out. I thought that was really cute. Um, so they fight back, they take on shit. And I like that the third verse has this like faster, more fun flow. Like he calls out dudes who take out girls who, um, and then like oh it's time to pay <laughs> i don't have any money like that type of shit you know i also like when he goes you shade shifty as fuck that just sounded nice to me um something about panhandling but he's got five on that blunt which i thought was a cool um nod to the lunits lunits fuck I, I can't even say their name right anyway uh i really enjoyed this song it had a it had a really cool flair to it and i felt like everybody was on point everyone's personality twisted it just right and i gave this a 4.5 on 5. this was a really cool song good beat great enjoyable experience and the next one is fucking hungry this is very much the type of song where upon a first listen if i were to just review it i'd be like this is some bullshit and just turn that off but then I forced myself to listen to it a couple of times and it starts to become a little more fun is a good word for it. I actually came to really like this song. But my first listen to this was a big what in the fuck. So they're hungry. And then let's look at that chorus. I saw you, uh, you a nympho in the like parentheses ad lib making cheesy bread. You were buying jewels in cars that should be ours, cheese and bread cheese and bread i'm hungry for that cheese and bread and like they're singing it out in this really awful way in my opinion when i say awful i mean they're deliberately sounding not good in terms of what's conventionally good singing not that it is awful just to be clear um 
I think big big hoodoo sounds absolutely motherfucking sick on this beat. Like he just hits it proper and he has such a cool fucking flow. Unfortunately, I don't know that I had anything to quote from him. Um, I did respect that he was the only guy on the song to actually call out Fred in a direct way. So the fact that he's doing the guest spot on the Fred series and shouting out Fred, playing into the lore, that's really cool and team playery. Um Violent J starts this one off and he says some shit like, this will just give you a sense for what the entire fucking song turns into. My big brother is a chef, I want to thank you. He gave me the cigarettes and something rolls, uh, cheese, something to pack the center, yo. And without cheese, fuck your whole dinner, ho. And you get the sense that they're talking, about, they basically make a fuck ton of cheese bars uh, to reflect money. And bread is money, so cheese and bread are money. And everything's about being gluttonous and hungry and starving and always wanting more. And that's almost the whole fucking point of the song. Cat just broke into the room. Um, anyway, so Valenche continues with hungry with a big belly. Would you like to see trees on top of that? Helly. And when I'm skinny, fuck you, my big belly hangs. You can't see it through my t-shirt, but it swangs. I'm a big, fat, hella hungry, 10-ton hippo. Fuck that. Take it back. I said quadruple. Actual lyrics. Um, I thought that was interesting because if you are a fat person who loses weight, that is what happens to your belly. Like you have to go get surgery and shit to remove the excess skin. So I thought that he used such a literal thing to describe like I guess himself and maybe an experience he has now that like he's lost weight and used it to describe his gluttony and shit to describe like his lust for money. Anyway. He was fine, but I again think Shaggy shows up and fucking steals the show. So his verse starts off with like, da 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 da. Hey, it's the Cheese Man. He can eat blocks of cheese, and then he's just like, damn fucking right I can. Uh, I smell cheese. Everybody emptied their pockets. I bought me again, and I'm a socket. I bought me again, boy, and I'm a socket. Go ahead, give me cheddar. I'll blow your dome for the provolone. Blue cheese, too, please. That's my nachos. Nachos. Ah, oh, it's so good. He just hits it in such a cool, rapidy rap way that I'm really enjoying. Um, he also has a cool, fun line right gain. It's like he's showing more camaraderie, whereas Violent J is all about Violent J on this project so far, where unless you got dinner that's two shots in you and your bitch is at home with two cocks in her, you know, like there's squad, there's two of them, ICP. Maybe I'm reading too much into that. I don't know. This is just the stuff that popped out to me. Still, I give this song a 4.5 on 5. I thought it was creative. I think they delivered on the concept. It is not the most innovative concept. It's not even an original concept. But damn, did they make it fun and interesting and kind of their own. And for that, big props. I enjoy Big Hoodoo's voice. I think he's a cool guy. I remember when he dropped his first couple singles. So I'd be keen on checking out more from him. Anyway, that's enough about Hungry. Why don't we talk about everybody's favorite, Splish Splash. So when it comes to sex songs and weed songs, I'll just throw that in there. I kind of have some rules. And one of them is you got to hit me with something I haven't heard before for me to really like find it interesting or to want to talk about it. So it starts off with Jay talking to like, it could be like a Muppets kind of blah, 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 blah in the background. And he's like calling her over. He has cable back etc you know once we get down with that whatever and she's like oh great you know you could just hear her be like he just wants to fuck and then he's talking about the splish splash and he's got a cleaner ass because he doesn't know where it's been or whatever and then 
while he's doing this, you hear like a stream, like a faucet's going or like you're peeing. So it kind of sounds like he's calling her up while taking a piss. But then that water sound kind of continues throughout the rest of like throughout the beginning of the verse and granted different water songs fade in and out. So I thought that was cool how it could actually have also just been him like turning on a faucet and she just knows it's bath time. And so this whole song is like a weird, silly, splishy, splashy adventure of all the creepy ways Jay wants to smash. Like, as an example, his house is 85% bath, so you can bring your friends. Or, And then I started wondering if his clown makeup was waterproof. Like, it probably is. And then how do you get that off? Like, Or maybe it's not. I don't know. But it has to be able to resist Fago. So he can see the reflection in her tits as he soaps up her boobies and stuff. Um... One line I really enjoyed was, let's get that pussy sparkling, split that pushy, uh, split that tushy, park it in. I mean, this isn't a, this isn't anything other than what it is, you know? Shaggy's waiting to meet ya, we a double feature, boo. I'll inject my erection without protection. It's just a fucking ridiculous song about literally cleaning somebody and, and fucking in a bathtub like he was fucking some girl in a bathtub and got inspired to write this song because he was like seeing soapy boobs but the beat really fits it's really watery it's really all over and it has like this like it, it fits the package like they went all in on this concept and, and like ran it in the fullness you got bubbly sounds and splishy splashy sounds and the aesthetic delivers i'm actually impressed like if i were to go up to somebody and describe the concept of this song to somebody they would look at me like i'm fucking dumb they would be like that's stupid and if you really think about it it is kind of stupid but the fact that they pull it off so well like they, he kills it i'm giving it to him that's impressive to me because it really is kind of a comical joy fill like like it's like his big fantasy to just have this big soapy filled aquatic apartment of hot girls in bikinis bouncing around it's not the worst thought to me maybe it is to some but not to me so i give this a 4.35 on 5 it's definitely not as fun or interesting as some of the other ones were but considering this could have sucked ass this is so good for what it could have been anyway the next one is equally in the realms of did that just happen with accepting that weird friend request like i gotta go back to that dynamic production point so many songs kind of just follow the formula like you start the song and then you end the song and frankly there's two or three riffs and that's it that shit bores me like i did hip-hop karaoke that's what this hat's from uh from montreal and when you hear like some of the instrumentals to some classic songs without the rappers damn they are not the most enthralling thing they got good grooves but they're not like as interesting as say maybe i go for it instrumentals like what i desire the fact that you could cut this song play it at different parts skip ahead 30 seconds and it doesn't necessarily sound like the same song is an asset to me i think it's really really fucking cool and this is a interesting satire piece that is talking about the creepiness of online friend requests and dating and shit um it's a weird one coming from violent j in light of some of the rumors surrounding him but i like the song still because it's it's like they're not afraid to talk about uncomfortable things and that's a cool thing to me 
So very much sounds like a guy gives friend request over Facebook and stalking kids in the first verse. Like balloon anybody, free hugs and handshakes. I'm sweeter than chocolate pancakes. I'm choppy the clown looking for friends. Pocket full of gummy bears and a dirty syringe. I'm a bit of a fibber, a play pretender. I'm supposed to say I was a sex offender. Hoo-ha, but it's innocent. It's true I pled. But between me and you, she was a doo-doo head. Now, person, how about you? Where was your home? When will you be there alone? I'll creep over, etc., etc. And I was like, yo, that is definitely something that happens. That is definitely something interesting. Something they're really cracking down on. Um, which is good. I'm not saying, but it's like they're, they're kind of really honing in and destroying this shit, which is just whatever. Um... In general, like, I was impressed by the storytelling, just the overall narrative of the song. It was really, like, interesting to listen to. Um, and it, the way he, like, adopted all this language to be all silly while really talking about some serious shit is kind of what you would expect somebody like that to actually do. So I thought it was a cool verse. Um, verse 2 has Shaggy, um, and I think he's playing the role of a guy who is kind of getting some Netflix and chill type posting on, like, just come on over, Netflix and chill. And I don't know. Then he says some shit like, you know, to, like, graze your breast on purpose, and it turns out to be some kind of a loser, and, and you know, he gets sleazy, kills her friend out of jealousy, threatens to beat her if she she doesn't have a hot dinner plate ready for uh, when he gets home and all sorts of bad shit and I guess it's just then you have your third verse where they kind of question who is the people that you're meeting and like all of that shit and they're kind of going a little more back and forth which I really like when they go back and forth and I thought that just the overall song was was bringing up like really valid topics and really in in a really silly way but it was unfortunately too realistic how this shit's going out. Like, if you actually watch the part two of the Shane Dawson conspiracy theory, like, one of his stories is the second verse of this song, which is kind of fucking crazy that somehow ICP and Shane Dawson are dropping content on the same thing in the same week. That's all I'm trying to say about that. Um, I love the dynamicism. It's alive, but it's also a little bit weird. It's maybe not the most comfortable subject matter. Maybe it's a little out there for me. So I give it a 4.35. Like, I admire it more than I actually like this one, but I think it's a little too alive for me. If there's any real criticism for why it's not a higher grade. Anyway, that being said, I would really like to move on and talk about the next song, I Could Never. Uh, so this one... Jay's a little more rappy, still conversationally. He's very conversationally, which is cool. I, I admire that style of rapping. Um, and then the subject matter is really what baffles me on this one. It's just, again, a song that sometimes you hear a song and realize I've never heard a song about this before in my life. And that stands out to me. So this one is on the, not to say like I never heard anything about Splish Splash either, but you've heard sex songs before. But I've never heard ever anyone take on the idea of what is it like to actually be God in the way that he's done? Uh, maybe other people have, and maybe other people really have. I don't know. I'm saying I haven't heard it before. If you do know other songs, that's what the comment section's for. We can talk about it. Um, but, like, never being surprised. There's no luck. So you're so cool that, like, literally nothing's impressive. You can get every girl and fuck them raw because there's no consequences. Even the most flyest woman is just somebody you've designed, so it's not impressive. 
on top of that, nobody appreciates you um, to a point where like the earthquake, he has a line like the earthquake in Ecuador. Was that him? We don't know for sure. And then, like, it just plays out this whole, like, realistic thing. Like, is there really a point? Like, can you really win if there's no competition? There's no game? You're God. You're just done. It's over. Um, then there's this pseudo-gospel chorus about... And I like that. I say pseudo because it's kind of gospel to me, but it still kind of sounds weird. Um, and it really just sings about the idea of what it would be like to how he would never want to be god just because it sounds fucking terrible to him or it's all in a plan and then there's some old conspiracy sounding bit like and we know it's all god has a plan because of some old conspiracy sounding bit like ancient pictures revealing some shit in pakistan back in the day and then it like goes out there like is he sitting in your lap when you're pooping maybe because it's true if god's everywhere he could in theory be or she be sitting on your lap while you're pooping that is a realistic thing that I suppose is a valid question and maybe is the fair answer. Um, and then I like how he points out there's no, like no paparazzi. Nobody cares. He's on the low. He's so fucking cool. He's invisible, you know. And then like the third verse kind of sounds to me like this really high dude questioning everything. I think he says he's on pills at one point and he's just questioning all of it and then kind of ends it up with like, you know what, if I was God, I'd be throwing lightning bolts at, you know, those who grow up little kids and shit. So it kind of points out that in light of the fact, how could there, it's almost like, how could there really be God with that kind of corruption? And I don't have an answer to that question, but it is definitely something I think a lot of people have a lot of trouble with is how could there be evil in the world if God exists and I think it's because of the free choice bit and unfortunately it is because people choose to be that shitty and if God were to take away our free choice then choosing to be good would be just as meaningless so if you really think about this particular song even that that's kind of where I would end with it is that because you have that choice and that's really what it boils down to so if people have the choice then people will be shitty with it unfortunately still this song blew my mind philosophically i thought it was really cool i think the beats okay it's it's sonically not my favorite but it, like in terms of the chorus but everything else is really cool and i think that it's really worth checking out it's a four and a half on five to me um anyway let's move on to the next one where those people be watching and hawking so as I was listening to this song, what really popped into my head was fucking magnets. How do they work? I like miracles. Don't hate on me. Um, but this kind of is in the, the same vein as miracles where they just question a bunch of shit. Only a lot of this shit is, is more the conspiracy theory side of life. And it's interesting. And it's interesting because a lot of it's actually kind of true. Some of it's wacky, like birds chirping, being talking to aliens. I don't know about that shit. But all of us, so like it starts off, you hear the rats, this Western hook, like has shit like hawking, stalking, watching me, you know? Um, and then poisons in every edible, horrific, horrible chemicals. He says horrible. Chemicals are spraying the vegetables, connoisseurs. Tell me what they did to the meat. Answer, fucked it. Injected it with shit and skeet. They scan us all, even the kids in the potty. Plot to stop it, they'll ruin that party. Toxins, something to the body. Exactly, they plan by the goddamn Illuminati. Right, we're programmed so each other we fight. Easy and Pac saw this and was about to shed the light, so they snuffed him. Now we're blaming Suge Knight, just like they figured we would. They were right. I was like, wow. Like, 
the whole album just went by but there was a lot there that got said and so poison like the more i've learned about food science the more true that kind of sounds like it's like breakfast cereal which is heavily marketed to kids it's just trash like there's almost no good nutritional value in it like regular boring oatmeal is probably fine but like life is even terrible cereal um sugar's poison a lot of other shit is really bad for us they really do have horrible chemicals that are spraying vegetables and like this is happening with the pesticides and shit they really are fucking around with meat and stuff i don't know how good or bad or healthy or not any of it is but none of that's untrue they do scan us all if you don't believe that it's coming look at what's going on in china that shit's already here if you plot to stop it they'll ruin the party that's also true they don't really like opposition and it's complacency or fucking die and then going into like the easy and pockets and blaming suge knight as like even that is all planned out from some greater secret societal force watching us it's all conspiracy theory shit but there's enough truth sprinkled into what they're saying that you're kind of like eh, that could be true i never even thought about it if, if suge knight was just kind of taking a fall for something i never really thought about that i mean maybe it's just bullshit maybe it's facts i don't know suge knight wants us to believe it um controlling population with music prison labor complex 9 11 was a government plot we learned uh prince and his third eye and then how they humiliated him and destroyed his legacy uh it's just that kind of shit, you know and a lot of it is stuff that i actually do uh, kind of agree is happening so i thought it was really interesting and it's all over the place you kind of have the chorus then you have the chorus again it's grandiose fucking outro and shit um then there's some bit with secret societies and billionaires and shit i think it's a pretty packed song and it's pretty fucking stand out to me and then the hawking comes because like hawks are watching and so they're stalking you so I, at first i thought it was stephen hawking but i was wrong it was more that or maybe it is stephen hawking and there's a double entendre i'm missing i get it's a four and a half on five but i wanted to talk a bit about the song length because now we're on like the 10th song and like this one's like we've gone from like two to three minute songs to like four to five minute songs this one's five and a half minutes long and the next two actually just get longer as a person reviewing these songs listening to them on repeat this started to eat up time i just i don't know if it was deliberate i don't know if anyone else noticed it but as you get later into this project the songs start to get fucking longer and longer and longer not saying it's good or bad it's just annoying when you're watching the day disappear um anyway that was just my thoughts on that uh the next one though is a whole other track called the dog this song gave me a very mixed feeling um so i'm listening i'm listening and then i hear i'm the man in the box i'm like wait a second y'all know what i'm talking about for those of you who know what they sampled it's a uh, man in the box ballast and chains alice and chains just dropped a project recently i haven't checked it out but that's pretty fucking cool and it's amazing to hear what they did with it like uh i or sorry i'm the dog who gets beat shove my nose and shit and then i feel like the fact that they were able to like interpolate that over like you know what allison chains did is is, is kind of cool um there was a part that really irked me because right as it's building up that and you're waiting for the my eyes like that part um it doesn't happen it cuts off and flips into a verse and that that made me that that is the reason it's not a five because this is a one hella interesting story 
Um, I feel like on my second listen, I decided that this is like the whole song is like a therapy session. So he starts talking uh, about how he's getting beat by a stepdad the mom doesn't care and nobody he just he cries out he's getting beat down then his teenager's getting beat down and he's getting crazy and it's kind of more frantic the second verse is kind of more hectic he goes to the cops even they beat him down basically he's a punching bag of fucking life and nobody likes him then the beat flips up and he gets fucking he gets jacked he snaps and i believe he kills his mom and stepdad and then he gets locked up and he gets put inside of an asylum and it's all flipped up and he's medicated and it really plays on that aided rhyme and it just kind of goes on with that and he like flips out and i don't really know what happens after because i was distracted by the music and everything kind of goes crazy because this one's over six minutes long but it's an amazing experience like this is like it's a little jarring to hear the alice and change just interjected into it and that's a little jarring but it's not a bad thing because i actually really like what they're sampling um at the end of the day this is this is one of the cooler ones for those of you who like really long well-constructed stories of the more horror nature where it just it, it justifies it's almost like a little movie built into a little song and it just kind of starts and ends or it ends with the rats crackling and you, you get the sense that the rat's back again and i like how they use that rat sound throughout the project to let you know that this is flip's little story and flip's little adventure um either way uh it's cool it's it's really cool that they're able to create six minute experiences on repeat like that like in an era where like so many people struggle to fill an album with three and a half minute songs that's dope um so i gave us another four and a half on five it's a brilliant fucking experience um i wish i had the lyrics to better walk you through the story but you should just listen to it yourself i think um finally there's one more on this little ep that's not an ep it's an album we're gonna call it be safe this is even longer it's <laughs> so like i said as you go farther into the project so it's six and a half minutes i think this is to the fans i think this is them like appreciating the juggalos and kind of wishing everybody to be safe kind of commenting a bit on how everybody's mentality is a little charged right now um but we all need to just think a little wiser, be a little chiller, and kind of be safe. I'm just kind of bullet pointing a song. There's a lot that goes on. It just keeps flipping up and evolving, which is so cool. It's such a fun thing to listen to. Um, some standout moments is when Shaggy's talking about all the things he might do. He goes, might even suck a dick. Wait, what? I would never suck a dick, but I whip my shit out and crush it with a fucking brick. And that kind of reminded me of when violent jay goes how you would eat monopoly and shit out connect four and then uh shaggy interrupts him and goes wait what he goes shut shut up and let me rap you know like i really enjoyed that moment reminded me of that little moment on great malenko um i don't know i liked lines like our lives would never be whatever if your daddy hadn't nutted in your mother like I know this comes off weird, guys, but if your dad hadn't plowed your mom and ejaculated and conceived you, we wouldn't have careers. <laughs> I'm like, that's fucking funny. It's a bit of shout out to the uh, haters, people who aren't really down. Um, I, I just kind of like how at one point they go fucking nuts with this effect and are singing and Shaggy literally says, we sounding like shit in this key that we're singing. I'm like, it's kind of almost fun. Like they're just experimenting, having fun and making this joy filled, non-perfect thing for us at the end of this project. So I'm assuming this is supposed to be like the companion piece. Like you're supposed to have listened to Fearless Fred and his fury. And then you're supposed to listen to this after 
and this would be like the last thing you're supposed to hear so i did it backwards but this is a cool way to end it out like you go through all that crazy shit and this whole concept is exploring maybe the most maybe us the most regular people who are passive aggressively dealing with shit in poor ways if any i don't know i feel like most of icp's albums have been targeting the more extreme people in society but we've reached a point where i feel like this album could be in some ways describing a lot more people in the regular sense so to end it with this be safe message and this kind of a little bit you know like don't take life too serious have some fun moment i think it's really wise really respectful and really fucking cool plus you guys know i like those diverse alive dynamic experiences and this one absolutely came through for me with that so I enjoyed it. It's another four and a half on five to end out this project. So let's wrap up um, for the Insane Clown Posse's Flip the Rap album. That's not an EP, but they called it an EP. I'm giving the project a 4.41. It's really well-rounded and it's really good. You have to obviously be okay with their extreme silliness, but that's their charm. So I assume if you're watching this review, you you already are okay with that. But I think that if you some of the stuff that I care about for an album is content diversity, and they got it. Every song is about something different. Um, all the genres are different. Every song is bringing something new to the table. And I heard the other project, and every song is bringing something new to the table. Keeping in mind, they just dropped 17 other fucking tracks. Let's say 15 and two little skits. But still, the fact that there's so much music that they put out that's so diverse and so all over the place, it's really cool. And I would highly recommend you check out this project if you're into more of that underground, creative, not so mainstream shit. Um, anyway, that's all I got to say about that. But more importantly, I'd love to hear what you thought about Flip the Rat and feel free to drop what you thought about the triple F down below. But our review should be out tomorrow, latest Sunday on that. Depends on literally just how long it takes to record and render. Um, anyway, so special thanks before we leave to the patrons. It's Milka Dempsey, Chris Prado, Super Old School 1994, Linda Williams, and Carl J. They support us directly. They get to join the request pool where every few weeks we do albums picked from them, the patrons. If you want to join that, we'll review your album, your cousin's album, that fucking obscure shit, preferably, hopefully, with the lyrics out because it sucks when there's no lyrics out. But yeah, and then you get access to content early and other fun perks as we, we, get, we have discords now, a public one in the description and a private one for the patrons, that kind of shit. Um, I'm learning how to build this out. Still, if you don't want to do that, even if you just subscribe to get more reviews and hit that like button and join me in a conversation in those comments because I will talk to you. I'm a small enough channel to answer everybody just like the dude who answered me earlier with a whole extra digit in his fucking um can't remember his channel name hold on i might be able to get that if i click here it uh no it is juggalo family love that dude actually replied to me and supplied flips album on youtube so he's fucking dope so that guy's awesome you should go check out whatever his channel is i haven't done that but check him out and subscribe because he's got more than me and they were cool enough to respond that's how you play youtube talk to your people anyway I also dropped a project recently. You can check for the link to that in the description of the video. And we'll be back with hella more reviews because I've been reviewing all week. And now it's time to get to the recording. All right, peace.